All right, so yesterday we began answering all the questions we had about the story of Avraham and Sarah, how Avraham uh, put Sarah in danger, seemingly just to get gifts. And we, the first premise that we learned is that Avraham was not afraid anything would happen to Sarah because he knew that Sarah had her own guardian angel. He knew that Sarah was in a higher level of prophecy and a higher level of holiness. That's why God told him whatever, whatever Sarah says, listen to her. So he knew that nothing could happen to her at all. But our question still remains, why is he talking about gifts at such a scary time? And for that we answered, anyone remember? Right. Right, it was. natural occurrences, this is the portal. Right, right, this is the portal. This is Hashem, he, Aram Vino knew that this must be part of the plan. Why would such a calamity be happening? It must be this is part of the plan of Hashem's promise to him that he'll make him for a great nation, that he'll become wealthy, and it's going to happen because he's going to be the suitor for Sarah. Okay, but we're still wondering, okay, so then let him go to Egypt. Why do you have to put Sarah in Egypt? And we answer that all this schusa parnasa comes in merit of the woman, and uh, in order for there to be this additional elevation there had to be a descent, not just in the part of Avram, but also in the part of Sarah, to cause this elevation from Egypt. Okay. Then we started talking about the parallel of Avram and Sarah to soul and body. And we discussed that there's two different modes of relationship between soul and body. One is like a brother and sister, and the other is like a husband and wife. One modicum of relationship between us and Hashem is that we're like a brother and sister to Hashem where the soul is aloof from the body and we're just talking about the soul's relationship to Hashem and the soul has a natural bond with Hashem that's one kind of relationship another kind of relationship is like a marriage where there isn't that a hard bedrock uh, connection that cannot be severed after all husband and wife can choose to get divorced however there is something that's unique in marriage that's not in the relationship between brother and sister. Two things. Number one is there's no yearning in the relationship between brother and sister. It's just, it's boring, so to speak. It's just, it's, it's constant love that's there, but it's, it's not, there's no, there's no uh, uh, challenge to it. There's no excitement in it. It's just the way it always is. On the other hand, another, the, a deficiency in this relationship is that there's no true unity. The, between husband and wife, they become absolutely one, versus brother and sister do not achieve this kind of relationship. Okay, so in regards to the soul coming to the body, if the soul remains aloof from the body, then the soul relationship with Hashem is like a brother and sister. But when the soul tries to engage the body and change the body and elevate the body, that's entering into the zone of marriage, of relationship between like a husband and wife. So... Avraham's entry into Egypt seems to follow the modicum of Avraham going to Egypt seems to follow the model of brother and sister or marriage? Um. Marriage. Because he's going into the mundane, going into the physical. And, and yet, there in Egypt is where Avraham told Sarah, please say you're my sister. 
Seemingly, that's not the place of sister. That's the place of marriage, because he's going to enter the mundane. So why over there specifically does he ask Sarah to say that she's my sister? So that's what we got up to yesterday. Uh, hmm? 47. We're on page 46, the bottom of the page. Um... <coughs> the main elevation of the neshama is not by being a sister, by the neshama serving Hashem on its own. next column, specifically by being a wife, meaning using the body. As I said earlier, it's specifically the neshama engaging the body, where the neshama is able catapults the neshama to a higher level and elevates the mundane. What's unique over here about this level of sister that Avram's intent when he says the word sister, as Chassidus explains, is referring to the natural love. Of why is that pertinent here? Why is this considered significant when we're talking about a much higher kind of relationship, a love, level of, of husband and wife? Why is the sister mentioned here? In order to understand this, we have to first preface the words of the Zohar in the beginning of this uh, seg- segment. Rabbi Elazar went to see his father. And he, in his journey, to see his father, he was accompanied by Rabbi Abba. Om Rabbi Abba. Name a million Rabbi Abba said, let's say words of Torah and travel and walk. So Rabbi Elazar responds, it says in the Torah, Avram asked Sarah to say she's his sister. And then he went on to this whole question and answer that we mentioned earlier, about why Avram said this, etc. So this was the context with, that the Zohar introduces this teaching. Rabbi Elazar is going to see his father, Rabbi Abba is accompanying him, Rabbi Abba requests to hear the words of Torah on the way, and then all of a sudden Rabbi Elazar winds into, please say you're my sister. My father, the Rabbi's father, brings down in his notes in the Zohar, the reason he spoke and expounded on this verse specifically is because this is the verse that Avram said when he went to Egypt with Sarah. Rabbi Lazar and Abba are similar to Abraham and Sarah. Just like Abraham and Sarah are compared to father and mother to Chachma and Bina, so too Rabbi Abba is Bina, Rabbi Lazar is Chachma, and they have a similarity to Avram and Sarah. So their journey is similar to the journey of Abraham and Sarah. So just like Avram began speaking about asking Sarah to be called his sister, so too Rabbi, Rabbi Elazar did the same thing. Because he is like Abraham and, and Rabbi is like Sarah. There are two 
ways we can now interpret the story. We can learn the story of Avram and Sarah from the story of Belaz and Abba, and we can also learn more about the story of Avram and Sarah from the story of Abba and Belaz. So let's see. The Zohar compares Avram and Sarah to soul and body. So from understanding the relationship between Avram and Sarah as they are in Abel Lazar and Abba, as they are in Chachma and Bina, we can understand more about the soul-body relationship. We can understand more about the soul-body relationship by understanding more about Chachma and Bina. Because Chachamin is a parallel for soul and body. In the order of Sphiris, in the order of the Godhead, if you will, Bina receives its energy from Chachamim. But it's only when the idea, Chachma is the initial flash, right? Chachma, you know, is just an initial insight into an idea. And then that idea is developed in details and details of details in Bina. However, when that concept goes into Bina and split into a thousand pieces, there's something that is added to the actual idea. There's something that's new. There's a novelty that's now given. There's a nuance. There's something more that's now been, that's now attributed, that's now there in the idea. That wasn't there before. There's something that was missing, so to speak, in the idea that when it was only in its pristine state in Chachma, that is now added to it when it's being developed in Bina. Why is that? How can Bina, which is a Sura lower than the Chachma, how could it add something to Chachma? The answer is, because Bina, although it's a lower sphere than Chachma, it has a higher root than, than Chachma. Bina comes from a higher place in Chachma. That's why something is added to Chachma when it goes down to Bina. But in order for Chachma to add to Bina, sorry, in order for Bina to add to Chachma, Bina has to first accept the idea. And by Bina accepting this idea from Chachma, Bina's source, the way it is rooted higher than Chachma, is then revealed. And because it now has its source exposed, revealed, it can add something to Chachma. So, ordinarily, Bina does not have anything to give to Chachma, because Bina is lower than Chachma. But by Bina receiving from Chachma, Bina then reveals its own source. Its source is more lofty, it's higher than Chachma, and therefore could add something to Chachma. You follow? Yeah, I'm trying to put a Mariyat or our perspective. You know, like if, uh, if Chachma says whatever, the idea, Bina rejects it, isn't willing to understand it, it's a bad day first, need it, whatever the heck's going on. <laughs> you know, nothing is added to it. But when she says, that's a great idea here, let me just do this for you, then something is added. Uh, let's get to the analogy okay. of, of husband and wife and all. Let's see. <laughs> 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 Same is also in regards to husband and wife. God gave more Bina to a woman than he did to a man. Next column. 
Although the offspring, although a child is formed specifically from the tipa of the father, the creation of the child is specifically through the woman. Yes, the drop comes from the father, but the development of the child comes from the mother. But since the virtue of the woman is hidden, it's not revealed, it's only revealed after she receives the flow from the man. So truly, she has a higher source than the man, and that's why she's able to, to cause life, she's able to develop a, a child. But her source, as it is higher than the man, could only be revealed when she receives from the man. She has to receive the flow from the man in order for her own source, which is higher than the man, to be revealed. And then she's able to uh, transform this, what the man gave her, and make it into a child. You follow? What does yes mean? Yes means I'm on Facebook. And through this, a higher light descends to the man as well. And a bracha that encompasses both of them. As it says in the Torah, God created male and female, and God blessed them both, and he said that they become fruitful and multiply. That means that by the man giving to the woman, her higher divine source is revealed. Then she's able to create a child, and this causes an additional blessing to the man that he gets the bracha of Hashem, pruruvu. Okay. So that's the similarity of Avram and Sarah to Belazar and Rabbi Abba. And let's see what this means. Now we can understand this story between Rabbi Abba and Rabbi Lazar. Their purpose of their journey on the road was to elevate the world. It's a descent. They're going down. They're leaving the base Medrash. They're going out of the base Medrash to purify the world. Who is Rabbi Lazar? Rabbi Lazar was a son of the Rashbi. Who is Rabbi Abba? A friend of the Rashbi. So their Torah was their profession. When we talk in Minyanayim, we're completely divested from the world. Even their purpose of their journey to see his father, they were leaving, they were departing from their ordinary, their usual spiritual heightened state. Yes, it was for a good purpose, but they were going down. They were leaving their holy, holy state of being in total attachment to godliness. Therefore, Rabbi Abba says to Rabbi Lazar, Hey, say some words of Torah. In order to influence the world, in order to impact the world, we need to have some energy and assistance from Torah. Torah is called light. So bring us me some light. Give us some light to the world to elevate it. We need some assistance over here. The power of a businessman to transform his business, to make it a home for Hashem, is not only by studying Torah in the beginning of the day. That's not, it's not sufficient. It's not that the businessman leaves the shul and goes to study Torah that inspires his business. 
Rather, even while he's doing business, he needs to get assistance from the power of the light of Torah. He needs to feel, even while he's doing business, the value of Torah. And therefore, that brings him to steal from the time of business to learn Torah. What's going on? Rebbe is saying you should steal from business time to learn Torah. And here you're doing the opposite. You're from Torah time to do business. Mm-hmm. Well, he's supposed to feel how great Torah is, and even when doing business, should steal from Torah. Therefore, Abba told Rabbi Lazar, What's Rabbi Lazar mean? The word Lazar means the God of my father is in my assistance. In this journey, we need, we need assistance, we need help from heaven. How are we going to have help from heaven? It's by saying words of Torah even on the journey. We need to, have light, we need to give light to the world. And therefore, Abba says to Rabbi Lazar, Say words of Torah, we need assistance to do this. Just like a businessman has to feel how great Torah is, even while he's doing business, business to steal from the time of business, and he's to hop in a few minutes in the middle of his business to learn Torah, so too, Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Lazar, we need assistance over here to elevate the world, say some words of Torah. And through this, there is a revelation of the virtue of what they're doing. What are they doing? They're elevating the sparks of Kedusha in the world. They're making the world itself a home for Hashem. And they're, that, you could see the virtue in that, which, which it surpasses learning Torah by itself. Learning Torah by itself doesn't have the virtue of elevating the physical world. Here, there's something that, that they have that surpasses learning Torah, and that is they're, they're making the world itself a home for Hashem. Okay. So too we understand also in regards to Avram and Sarah and regards to the soul and the body. When going on the journey to exile, to Egypt, and when the soul goes into a body in general, in that journey, there's a need for a flow, for a conversation between Avraham and Sarah, between the soul and the body, in this journey to Egypt, in this journey to the body, when you ha- there has to be a descent, there has to be a conversation, there has to be a divine flow from soul to body. What is the flow? The flow is, please say you're my sister. That the, this body should feel, should sense the level of the soul should feel the greatness of the soul, should feel the light of the soul, should feel the soul, the soul's nature of being a sister to God, having a natural connection to God. In order for the body to do its role as a wife, that's the role of the body itself, the body has to elevate the physical, but in order for the body to elevate the physical, the body has to realize that the neshama has something that the, the, the body has to want to receive from the neshama. The body has to know that the neshama has something it doesn't have. That the soul has this relationship to Hashem like a sister. It's true, the truth is that the body has a higher root than the neshama. There's the soul root, the divine root of the body is higher than the neshama. The neshama's role is only a sister. 
the body's role is like a wife, which as we said before, is higher than the sister. But in order for the body to be able to do its role as a wife, it has to first sense and want to receive from the neshama. Like I said before, the, the bina has to receive from, from chachma in order to reveal bina's own maila. The wife has to receive from the husband to reveal her own virtue. So too with the soul and the body, the body has to receive from the neshama and realize the greatness of the neshama in order for the, neshama, in order for the body to be able to do its thing. And this causes an elevation in the soul itself. As it says in the Torah that, that Avram was done, Hashem told, Avram told Sarah, say you're my sister so that they should do good to me. And by having a good wife, the Torah says, you merit all good things, parnasa, etc., all comes in merit of the wife. So the body gives a lot of gifts to the neshama in exchange for the body first receiving from the neshama. In other words, by the soul working with the body, the body naturally looks like a non-Jewish body. The body doesn't have anything in it that you could see in it that it's it, that it has a virtue in it. The body's natural state is it looks like the body of the non-Jew. But by the neshama working with the body and elevating the body, in order to do this, the soul has to go into Egypt, it has to go into the most corporal, the lowest place in the world. Okay, so what we're saying is like this. It's true the body is lower than the neshama. And it's true that the body needs the neshama. But by the neshama giving the body its own light, that causes there to be an elevation in the neshama itself. So the body needs the neshama, and the neshama needs the body. The body on its own has a higher source in the neshama, but its source is not revealed. So its entry to Egypt could bring it down. The body has to feel the greatness of the neshama. What's the greatness of the neshama? The neshama has this pristine, natural relationship with Hashem, like a father, like a brother and sister. And by the, the neshama teaching the body about its love for Hashem and giving the body also the animal soul, our natural conscious selves, love for Hashem, that causes in return a much higher light that is given to the neshama from the body, because the body has a higher source in the neshama. So therefore, by the neshama impacting the body and impacting the animal tendencies of the body to also love Hashem, that causes the neshama to have a more of a animalistic love for Hashem, a more of a higher intensity, a more intense kind of love for Hashem that it wouldn't have had had it not impacted the, the body. So that's what Mashiach will come. Mashiach will come. The body will give nourishment to the neshama. Okay, go ahead. All right. Where I'm getting confused is when we say the word body, are we talking metaphorically about the male or the female? About the female. About the female. So the male is down in the shop, right? Right. Okay, so that's where I was getting confused. Yeah, it is confusing because Avram is in the Shema. Yeah. He's the sister. 
Avram is telling Sarah, please say you're my sister, yeah. meaning the you body should realize the virtue of me, Avram, the Neshama, right. as having the sister-like relationship with Hashem. Yeah, it is confusing. Okay. Um, I have to work on that one. Stay on Hashem is the, is the brother, and the Jewish people are, are the sister. Yeah. But that makes the soul. Sister like relationship with Hashem. I thought that the soul would be the higher, would be like the Hashem, and the body would be the Jewish. So Abraham would be. A Jew has two parts. A Jew has a soul and a body. Yeah. So our relationship with Hashem with our soul is like a sister to Hashem. Relationship with Hashem with our animal soul is more like a wife. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a novelty, it's a change. That we got. I just don't get how, how did Avram become a sister? Oh, so Avram has to tell Sarah something in order for this, in order for yeah. Sarah, in order for there to be, to be a, to impact the body in the proper way, in order to elevate the animal soul, the, uh, the body has to want to receive from the Nisham. So we said before about Chacham Bina. Chachma gives to Bina. Bina is lower than Chachma, but Bina is a higher source than Chachma. So in order for Bina's higher source to be revealed, Bina has to first receive from Chachma, so too with the body and the soul. It's true the body has a higher source, Sarah has a higher source than Avram. But in order to reveal her higher source, she has to want to receive from the Neshama, from Avram. Avram is, is the soul, Avram is, 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 is the sister. So she has to want to receive from Avram.